Ladies and gentlemen, we are back on a hero. Uh, Happy New Year, guys. Um, I'm your host today, Melly Mel. The rest of my crew could not be here today, unfortunately. They're busy, you know? Everyone's busy. I mean, Vic got like two kids. And he's working, like, many jobs. He's kind of a beast, that guy. T. Roke, two kids, also. Guy works like an animal. <clears throat> and uh, Greg... You know, Greg has 16 children with uh, four different wives, all German wives, actually. Pretty wild. You should ask him that next time he's on the pod. Ask him about his trip to Germany during October. He'll tell you all about it. Why he has 16 kids. And Alex, Alex is, uh, you can find that guy at the Bronx Ale House. Say, uh, go to the Ale House. Uh, Say what's up to Alex. He's running over there. Guys, Happy New Year. It's uh, It's been a while. I think the last time we recorded was like, Three or four months ago, three or four months ago, a lot has transpired. Um, we did like this, um, this season, this year wrap up on our uh, Instagram page. So if you guys aren't following us on Instagram, follow us at on underscore uh underscore hero underscore podcast. And we uh we did this little contest where we were asking our followers greatest movie, the worst movie. So I'll read that off to you guys. Uh, we did um, pick your pick the best movie, and we gave three options, which isn't really fair, by the way, for all these options. I understand that we only gave you three, but uh, these are what the people chose out of our out of our top three. Um, top three movies for twenty twenty two was um the Batman, um, uh Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. And Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And uh, fans voted. It was the Batman. And uh, that's what I voted for. I'm glad the Batman won. I think it should have won. Just everything about that film, from the way it was shot, to the dialogue, to the color grading, to um, you know the film's essence being a detective Batman story. Dark, gritty, and it was just very refreshing from what Marvel has been shoving down our throats the past couple of years. Um, funny, because it was so dark, but it was still refreshing in that way that we get a movie that takes itself seriously. And I've spoke about this before on uh, on another podcast, but again, like I'm done with the meta. I'm done with it. It was cool in the beginning when a movie acknowledged itself Do you know what I mean? Like when a movie knows that it's silly. Uh, A good example of this would be that um, that zombie movie with um, Woody Harrelson and um, Lex Luthor, uh, Jesse Eisenberg or whatever. Like that film, that that zombie movie. Perfect example of, um, you know, when cinema was heading in that direction, when films stopped taking themselves seriously, which was good for the time. But now I think we've outgrown that. And I think Marvel being as mainstream as it is, I mean, for the most part, a big reason why people go to the films now, go to the movies nowadays, is to watch these big box office movies, one being Marvel, because they fucking own it. And um, you have some directors and many actors and people in the business that are that are outspoken about it and saying, you know, it's you know, death of the film industry because of Marvel, um, because people are only paying to watch these Marvel films. 
to that, I feel like that's a, to that, that's unfair because I'm like, all right, that's kind of unfair. If a, if someone wants to watch a movie, they're gonna pay to watch a movie. Like maybe maybe it's marketing, but it, I think that's such a poor argument to be like Marvel was the end of uh, the of the movie industry. It's like if people just would rather stay home and watch movies. That's it. Blame streaming. I think don't blame Marvel. Well, I think I think when people when it, it comes to a Marvel film, it's just such a spectacle. Of course, you want to watch it in the theaters. Of course. I think, all right, this might get a little political, but I think the death of the movie industry was how we became as a culture and as a society just so ingrained in politics that it just, it bled into our films. That's neither here nor there. I'm getting on a tangent. I'm so sorry. The point of that was um, uh, uh, Marvel didn't, Marvel's films, they don't take themselves seriously. I have to. I have to go back to that. Although Marvel does dominate, Marvel films stop taking themselves seriously, right? So, uh, get back to the Batman. It was just good that we got a film where the character, you know, took the circumstances and the situation and its and its villain very seriously versus Marvel, where everything's a joke. Um, the worst movie. The worst movie that we put was our top three. Our choices were Black Adam, Morbius, and Thor. And you guys chose Morbius as the worst film of 2022. And you know what? I'm going to argue about that. I'm going to argue, you guys. That's so unfair. And I'm going to, this is what it's unfair about. I bet most of you didn't even watch Morbius. Yeah, I'm saying it. Yeah. I, I bet some of you are laughing right now because you know that shit is true. That's fucking bullshit, bro. You didn't even watch Morbius and you're like, ah, that's the worst movie. How do you know? You didn't even see it. And for those that did see it, then I'm going to I'm gonna argue that you didn't watch Black Adam because Black Adam was a piece of shit. It was horrible. It was so fucking cringy bad. Everything about it from the from they're doing like the Terminator 2 thing where the kid is like, you know, the, the, the kid is treating this guy the way John Connor treated Arnold Schwarzenegger's Terminator in Terminator 2, where he's like teaching him how to be human. And he's teaching him these like, you know, social cues and these phrases like we got that in this Black Adam film. It's like, bro, this has been shoved down our throats for years. We're done with this Dwayne Johnson, big fucking moron. You idiot. We've got this so many fucking times. I OD'd on Dwayne Johnson for no reason. <laughs> Imagine he listens to this. He's like, I'm going to fucking kill that little chink. <laughs> um, <laughs> Now, nah, but what's up, though, Dwayne? I'll fuck you up. <laughs> I'm bugging. I'm kidding. Jesus. No, but that movie was so fucking bad. It was really bad. The story was bad. You just were not invested. Morbius... As corny as it was, it got to the point, okay? And you know what? The sequences were a lot cooler than you guys are shitting on it to be. The the him chasing around, being a vampire and flying and shit at that super speed. I thought that was I don't know. Was, yeah, I mean, how did you want it to look? What did you think it was going to look like? 
Wait, they're gonna use like theater. They're gonna use strings. He's like, oh, there's no CGI. Okay, this is one instance where you need CGI. Otherwise, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna put like them on a green screen and then have them stand on like a stool and be like, put your arms up in the air and then we'll we'll put uh, CGI the back of you? That's so fucking weird. How did you think? What? Okay, what was supposed to happen? <laughs> I'm challenging. I'm challenging you guys. How was Morbius supposed to fly around? What did you want him to do? Uh huh. Without the CGI, like what did? How do you expect for it to look? I. You know what I mean? Whatever. Fuck you guys. <laughs> uh no, Morbius. Nah, you know what? Black Adam was the worst movie. I don't know how, why you guys chose Morbius. Um. I'm going to go next to, I asked you what the best Star Wars show was. I said, I gave you guys three options. We gave you guys three options. I'm sorry. Uh, Obi-Wan, Andor, or The Book of Boba. And you guys chose Obi-Wan as the best uh, Star Wars show for 2022. And yeah, obviously. Obviously. I mean, come on. Obi-Wan versus Darth Vader twice. Darth Vader, like being a fucking... Darth, Darth Vader in his prime, bro? In his prime? We got to see him work? Like, Mandalorian is the best Star Wars TV show. One of the best TV shows, like best streaming shows ever, I think, was The Mandalorian. And at the end of that show, we got to see Luke Skywalker in all his glory. In yo, when he showed up in his fucking jet, I'm like, oh, like, you guys are done. You guys are done. Go to bed. It's over. Like, they played that music, but, I mean, it... man, that scene was so good when he came and destroyed all the droids at the end of the season. In the cloak, and, oh, my God. that We got to see Luke Skywalker in his prime, okay? That same feeling, apply that in this Obi-Wan Kenobi show because we got to see Vader in all of his prime. You go back to episodes, you know, three, four, and five. Is that right? No, four, five, and six. I'm sorry. Four, five, and six. The original Star Wars trilogy, the the first three movies that came out for the for the franchise. And, you know, Darth Vader, mean guy, Luke Skywalker, badass. Um, but you didn't get to see them in all their glory because of what they couldn't do back then. <laughs> Simple as that. In the 70s, like they could, they didn't have the technology to, you know, really um, uh, capture George Lucas's vision on what he first. Um, well, I think the films came before the book. Uh, I wish Vic was here. He could probably tell me what, but um, just George Lucas's vision of this Star Wars galaxy. You can't really translate that on the screen because they didn't have the technology to do so. They had to really rely on storytelling and, I mean, the technology at the time. I mean, it's still capturing an audience, but um, you didn't get to really see Darth Vader, this Darth Sidious, this, this not Sidious, but the Sith, like, really show his power to the fullest. You know, from things here and there, him, like... uh choking people with the force um his uh his lightsaber skills like we didn't get to see any of that and we got to see it in the Darth Vader show and it was uh it was excellent for the best fight we put are we nominated the three best fights 
to be the three best. We we asked you guys what to choose which one was the best one out of the three. Was Okoye versus Atuma in Black Panther Wakanda Forever? We did Okoye versus Atuma. Scarlet Witch versus the Illuminati. And Batman versus the Riddler's goons. So at the end of the Batman film, when Batman, he, you know, comes in and saves the day and beats the shit out of all of Riddler's goons. So those three fights, we asked what was the best fight. It was a tie. And this one I'm a little shocked about. It was a tie between Okoye versus Atuma from Black Panther Wakanda Forever and Scarlet Witch versus the Illuminati, a.k.a. Catfight. <laughs> That's not fair. That's not fair. It was it was a girl fight. And that's not okay. So <laughs> I'm just playing. It wasn't a cat fight. It, you know, yeah, she did kill the two male characters, and then it was just a battle with girls. But um no. <laughs> I'm playing. Relax. I'm playing. Um no, uh yeah, it was between those two. And I was shocked. I thought the Batman was gonna tie with Okoye, or I thought the Batman was gonna win, but I I voted for Okoye versus Atuma, and I spoke about this before. I thought this was one of the greatest fight scenes ever, and I loved, I loved the Batman versus the Riddler's goon scene because I I don't recall the last time I felt like a kid like I did during that scene, like where I legitimately like smiled at the fucking screen. That I was just I felt like a kid again in that scene. The way. You know, it was obviously built up. It was the end of the film. It was nearing the end of the film. And the the woman running for mayor just got shot. Um, you know, the whole fucking Madison Square Garden is like coming down. It's flooding. There's panic everywhere. It looks like the Riddler's goons have the upper hand because they have a sniper shot on everybody. They're just going to start unloading bullets into a crowd, a crowd of people at the garden. And then you just hear a huge explosion and fear that scene. It was so important to not just show the Batman swooping in, but to show how the Riddler's goons reacted like in fear. That was so big for that fucking scene just to show the fear of it. Like it's not just Batman coming in. No, these guys are fucking terrified of this man. And everything of him coming down with the music and him just whooping all their asses, that was the Batman the animated series. That is the Batman that I read in the comic books when people are legitimately afraid of this guy. Like, that's what that is. Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy is fantastic. The Dark Knight is one of the greatest films ever, like, hands down. However, not my Batman. By the way, Again, one of the greatest films, love him as Batman, just not mine. And just I base that only because of the costume and the costume because Christian Bale was fantastic as Bruce Wayne. So just the costume. I love Ben Affleck's Batman and uh, I base it on the costume and because of who he based his Bruce Wayne on. And that was Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns famous comic book. You guys need to read that book. It is the greatest comic book. I mean, my favorite comic book of all time. But um, yeah, I I always 
I always saw him as 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 Batman. Um, ben Affleck's Ben Ben Affleck's. I, I forgot how, how I got there. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was like, wait, what is this? I was talking about the Batman versus the Ridley Goons. Anyway, I thought that was gonna be the tie. Um, I voted. Yeah, okay. So all of that being said, I now remember where I was going with this. The most amazing thing about that scene. Like that scene was fantastic, and I felt like a kid again in the Batman versus the Goon scene. But when we're talking about the greatest fight scene, pure fighting, when we're talking about fighting, it's a Koye versus a Tuma. And the movie was fine so far. It was fine. It was good. At up until that point, it was good. But wow, like that fight scene was so good. That like I was like okay, like I just I audibly was like wow, that's how good that fight scene was. Like holy shit, I was so into that scene, and I was like okay, this is one of the greatest fight scenes ever. And and they barely used music, and you guys know I'm a big fan of those kind of fight scenes when there's no music playing. But um, yeah, I think that's why I voted for Koye versus Atuma to win. But um. Yeah, uh, it was a tie between Scarlet Witch and the versus the Illuminati and Okoye versus Atuma. I'm assuming Scarlet Witch got that vote because it was, you know, Marvel. I don't know. You know, I'm not even going to hate, you know. I love you guys. You guys are great. Um, okay, so moving on. Some news that uh, this is why we're here, guys. We're here to talk about some news, right? This is why you guys tune in. Definitely not to hear me talk. I mean, fucking jackass. There's, de- <laughs> and there's definitely someone listening. Like you know, first Terrence was on the show. I fucking hate this guy, and that's fine. By the way, I, I love you too, man. All good. So some news. Um, this just breaking breaking news, breaking new rumor. Adam Driver, he plays Kylo Ren in the Star Wars series. He is rumored to be the front runner to play Mr. Fantastic in the MCU moving forward. Don't hate that at all. Don't hate that at all. And I'm kind of I'm kind of mad at myself that I didn't even think about that. And I think I didn't think about it because this motherfucker's hair. But when you really think about it, I think it's great casting. I think it's perfect casting, actually. Um He's like tall and lengthy and and like lanky, like Mr. Fantastic. He can play the sophisticated role very well. Articulated. Fucking sorry, technical difficulties with my mic. I gotta get a new mic. But uh he's very articulate, so he can definitely play Mr. Fantastic. I like I like that a lot. Um Henry Cavill. This is funny news for those of you guys that are out of the loop, but Henry Cavill, he quit The Witcher because he thought that he was going to be casted as Superman. Again, recasted, and it was it was in the news that Dwayne Johnson pulled a lot of strings to get Henry Cavill in Black Adam. To get him back in the in the in the DCEU. And he was originally out 
because of just how poorly Justice League, you know, went and how the whole how everything was in disarray with the, you know, studios changing ownership. The whole DCEU was in disarray. But um, yeah, so Dwayne Johnson got Henry, Henry Cavill back. So Henry Cavill quit The Witcher. And then we find out that the new head of DC, of the DCU, uh, as they're calling it now, is James Gunn. And James Gunn has no interest in having Henry Cavill continuing as the Superman for his, MC, his DCU moving forward. Henry Cavill got fucked. He got fucked big time. Um, that's so fucked up. But um, yeah, he he's he's not going to be the Superman moving forward. Um, James Gunn, for those of you who don't know, he is the director writer of Guardians of the Galaxy one and two. He also did Peacemaker with John Cena. I recommend that show. That show's really really good. But uh, yeah, he is now the head of DCU Creative, everything DC Comics. And he has an eight-year, eight to ten-year plan moving forward, which means he has an end goal in mind, or an end goal, end um, uh, uh, story. The ending of the story. So I'm trying to say because I'm a moron. He has the end of the story in line, and he kind of teased Kingdom Come, and Kingdom Come uh, is um, one of the one of the most famous comic books of all time. Um, drawn by Alex Ross. I can't tell you who the writer is right off the top of my head. You know what? One second. I will. This is why we have phones, guys. Alex Ross Kingdom. Who's the writer? Todd Klein? Is that, does that ring a bell to, to you guys? Nope, Mark Wade, Mark Wade, Mark Wade, and Alex Ross, and uh, Alex Ross. See, okay, cool. Um, and it takes place in the future, where Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, the Fantastic—they're all older now, and uh, the world lives in a new, an, a, a, a new. Um, it's a, it's a it's a completely different world where the superheroes now are young they're wild they're reckless uh they don't hold the same moral values as superman and batman and what happens is superman gets fed up essentially and he returns the president of the united states i believe is lex luther i could be wrong um batman works for lex luther at this point um as so does uh, shazam he works for lex luther uh, and it's a, I can't really remember. I'm sorry, the story off the top, but it's, it's one of the greatest stories. And I just remember this one scene. It was uh, between Shazam and, and Superman. And I just can't get that out of my head, but I don't want to spoil it. Great fucking book. James Gunn posts about that book. And which kind of signifies like I have, you know, an end to the story in mind. And it is that. It could be. Which means that, you know, I mean, Henry Cavill's like getting up there in age. So eight to 10 years, actually, man, Henry Cavill could have been perfect. 
I hope they keep him. Like, I hope – I mean, I don't know what their plan is, but doesn't involve Henry Cavill, which is kind of lame. Thought he could be a cool Superman, but, yeah, he's out. Uh, other news. The Oh, well, I just went through the new state of DCEU for you guys. Um, But for, I guess, for this year, what does it mean – so now that James Gunn, he's the new head of the DCU – what does that mean for the Flash movie? The one that hasn't been released yet, but teased like two years ago. What does that mean for Aquaman 3? What does that mean for Blue Beetle? All of these films are already shot. What does that mean for Shazam? Where does that fit in the continuity? It means nothing. So the plan is that they will release all of these movies this year, make all that money, and the new... DCU will start next year, 2024. Not saying that a movie will be done by then, but saying like end of an era of the old DCEU is the end of this year. The new DCU starts 2024. That's what I'm saying. I think um, their plan is to end the year with Aquaman, I think. They want to end the year with Aquaman. Uh, but yeah, that will be the final movie of the DCEU. And I also heard that they're thinking of casting Jason Momoa as, um, Lobo. He's the bounty hunter. The biker guy. He was in Superman, the animated series. Black hair, always on a motorcycle, jeans, um, He's in Superman stories, so if you guys don't know who he is. Fun fact. Uh, Lobo was created by DC Comics uh, as a response to Wolverine, to Marvel's Wolverine, because they were confused. Like, why does why do people like this fucking guy? Wolverine, out of all people. Why? He's a loudmouth brat, like little annoying dude. Like, over-the-top masculine, toxic masculine. And yeah, they created Lobo. And people seem to gravitate to Lobo. I don't like him. Simply, simply for the fact that he, the way he looks, like, and he's on top of a, a space motorcycle. So put that. It's, uh, the space motorcycle. Come on, bro. What is that? That's so dumb. How do you, how do you breathe in space? Whatever. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about. So promo images of um, The Flash came out. Flash, the one that's supposed to come out this year. And in the promo image is um, uh, The Flash by Ezra Miller in his new costume. Michael Keaton's Batman, because he's also in the film. Supergirl, who is in the film. <laughs> and she it's Supergirl from like a different universe in this movie. So they're going to go to a world. Flash is going to travel to a world where... Oh, I'm sorry. It's um I I want to say it's Michael Keaton's universe I read that he goes to Michael Keaton's universe and there is no Superman but there is a Supergirl and it's her that's what I want to say it is um and then there is the other Flash so in this movie the Flash runs back in time to save his mom so in that timeline instead of going back in time in his timeline he went back in time in another universe and that's Michael Keaton's universe Michael Keaton played Batman in 1989 and the director was Tim Burton. So he goes to that universe where Michael Keaton is Batman. 
And um, obviously, Ezra Miller's still there because he's Barry Allen. So Barry Allen is there. So in, in the promo art, there's the Barry Allen that we're following, like the main Barry Allen, the one that comes that becomes the Flash and runs back in time. And then the other Barry Allen from the alternate universe. We'll call him Universe 2 Barry Allen. And this Barry Allen is wearing a makeshift Flash costume. So he's, he doesn't have the Flash's costume, but he has – what he did was he took Michael Keaton's Batman suit and then painted it red, you know, painted over the bat signal, the um, lightning bolt yellow, and then, you know, made a, a mask out of it. Here's the thing. With Michael Keaton's Batman mask, it has a thick neck. Pause. So people online were bashing, uh, the were bashing the costume. They were like, "Look at his neck." It's like, I just want to address this. This is so nonsensical. What the fuck do you think? When he took the Batman's costume that has that neck. What 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 did you want him to do with that? That's the whole point. It's supposed to look fucking gank like fucking ratchet. It's supposed to look ratchet like that and put together because he made it from the Batman. He spray painted the suit. What? And then you look at the neck. Yeah, it's the Batman costume. I don't. What, what do you? What, what, where is this getting lost? He's wearing the Batman costume. That's why the neck looks like that. Pause. Fucking pause, bro. <sighs> um, one final thing in the news I wanted to address. the con Some concept art of The Flash released, and it had images of Christopher Reeve's Superman and... Um, uh, Christian Bale as Batman. And I said this before. I said this before. I said that there's a lot of talk about Ben Affleck being in the Flash movie, Michael Keaton being in the Flash movie, that no one's talking about Christopher Nolan. And then the whole thing about this Flash, uh, this uh, the synopsis of the Flash movie was that Barry was going to travel to multiple different universes and go to almost all the DCU universes, every single one. So that means we could see him going to the Christopher Reeves timeline. It could mean that he's going to Ben Affleck's timeline, to Michael Keaton's timeline, to George Clooney's timeline. I was saying that everything is on the table. Like George Clooney could make an appearance in this film. Christian Bale could make an appearance in this film. It would be awesome. And I love it. And I love the fact that no one was talking about it. But now this rumor came out and the promo art leaked. And now we're talking about it. But it would have been better... We, if it was if nothing was released like that, like no rumors or anything was released, because if you're not expecting it, then it just hits way harder. But I just thought about it. I um quickly want to talk about um two animes that I'm watching for all my anime lovers. My Hero Academia is so good. I'm on the final season. It is so good. And the reason it's so good, they take different... So, before I get into that, why anime is so good is... 
they take stories in different directions that you don't expect them to be going in. That's why it's great. Like One Punch Man is a phenomenal concept in and of itself where the guy, all it takes is one punch and it'll kill anybody. So it's a, so the whole season you're waiting for, you know, him to find his equal and amazing story comes out of that. Naruto, I want to say what they do amazing is they explore martial arts and they get really into, they get really granular and detailed into ninjutsu and how they can perform special powers they get really granular into taijutsu just simple martial arts and they show it with the animation and it's fantastic they get really specific with it and they can see it and it's not just speed fighting like we used to see in the old dragon ball z uh episodes um it's it's really good fighting what my hero academia does is they explore everything about every character including the villains so at some points you're even invested in the villains and you kind of feel bad and what's beautiful about that is that you know they're creating this landscape where it's not good versus evil but it's just people versus people and it's everyone is everyone is human and we all we all go through situations i mean the key difference is is that we we, we react to each dip, uh, each experience differently and some can make you stronger, some can make you weaker, some can make you good, some can make you bad and make you a villain. Makes me think of that quote from Daredevil where Punisher says, you know, all it takes is one bad day. All it takes is one bad day and you'll kill somebody and then you're part of me. Like, yeah, that's why that show is so good, is they, ex they explore that. Um, and I started watching... This show called Black Clover. Black Clover um, is good. It's it, it's real good. Um, I'm waiting. I'm, I'm I'm typically not into typically not into wizardry and magic and shit. I, I just never found that interesting. It just looks so dorky. But this is about that. And I was watching it with somebody, and she was like, um, "This show was dope." She didn't even say that. She just put it on. And I was, like, I was like, wizards, I'm out. But then I was sold because the show revolves around uh, the character who isn't a wizard and who doesn't have powers. So he's trying to fight all the wizards without powers. And it's gangster. He has a big ass sword. Um, that show is really good. Um, and some recommended reading material for you guys. Um, I read this book called Gigantic by Rick Remender. I highly recommend it. Think of, if you guys have seen Jim Carrey's The Truman Show, think of that, but with the superhero. And the superhero is a gigantic robot. That's what that is. That's, the tr that's what that comic is. And it's four issues. It's one volume. And at the end of every single issue leading up to the finale, it has you on the edge of your seat in so many different ways. In ways that if they take turns that you don't think they're going to take when it comes to character choices and when it comes to plot, it's wild with wild twists 
at every turn. You think that, oh my God, I don't want to spoil it. I highly recommend you guys read Gigantic and I will cover it. I'll give you a synopsis on the next episode. The um, other two things I, I want to recommend is The Amazing Spider-Man. Right now, Spider-Man is fighting Ben Riley, a.k.a. Chasm. He goes by Chasm now. He wears like a purple suit. And he has like these claws on his like uh, costume. He's fighting Chasm, who has also teamed up with Madeline Pryor. For you guys who don't know who Madeline Pryor is, she's the clone created by Mr. Sinister of Jean Grey. So it's another Clone Wars type thing where it's Ben Riley and Madeline Pryor, who now runs Limbo. Limbo is essentially purgatory. It, um, it used to be run by um, Ileana, Colossus's sister. She used to run purgatory with a bunch of demons. She gave it to Madeline Pryor. And now Madeline Pryor has teamed up with Ben Riley and they want revenge on the whatever. So it's it's them versus Spider-Man and the X-Men. It's pretty cool. Um, I want to recommend that. Batman is fine for right now but i will recommend batman the deadly duo he's teamed up with the joker versus this villain who looks exactly like the joker from a distance we still haven't seen fully seen his face but he's like a legitimate monster so batman is working with the joker to find out number one who's framing the joker and number two what the fuck is this thing um it's gory it's uh, it, I, 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 I like the artwork. I'm not crazy about it, but the story is better than the art. I'll say that. And by the way, um, this is one of the hot takes because if you see the art of Batman, the deadly duo, if you look it up, you'll be like 100%. You'll be like, oh, I like that. It's just something that doesn't work for me. Like I've heard that a lot of people like this kind of artwork. It just, it just doesn't work for me. I, I, I just think the lines and I, I don't know. It, it looks, I don't know, like almost like scribbles. I don't know. All right, guys. So I uh, had a good time. I hope you guys had a good time. I will cut this podcast off now. Um, wow, I went on for longer than I expected. Um, but, uh, yeah, please read those comics and uh, tune in next week, and I'll have another episode for you. All right, guys. Be good.